Hey guys, what's up? This is Amanda Borrego and welcome back to the podcast, A Fight Worth Fighting. On this podcast, we seek wisdom and advice from those whose marriages have stood the test of time and are here to share. It may not be easy, but it will be worth it. Go check out our website because we have taken all of the advice our elders have given us on this podcast and created a printable challenge for you. Go to afwfpodcast.com and get a week's worth of daily challenges to create big miracles because we all deserve for our home and our marriage to be our happy place. On today's episode, we are discussing three things. Number one, how to be the man your family needs. Number two, how divorce feels from a child's perspective. And number three, are you being selfish in your marriage without even realizing it? So welcome back for the second half of my conversation with our amazing guest, Mr. Dan Gazel. If you have not already, make absolutely sure you go and listen to the previous episode, episode 29, because you do not want to miss the first part of my conversation with Dan and his answer to the question I ask everyone, was there ever a time you considered divorce? You will get more out of this message if you know his background and the history of his life and marriage. We always say on this podcast that good intentions are worthless if we put no action behind them. So make sure to listen to the end of this episode because we will leave you with this week's marriage challenge so that you can start taking action today and putting in the work to better your own life and your own marriage. I ask from the bottom of my heart that you go and leave us a rating and a review so that more people who are struggling with their own marriages can find this podcast. And also, make sure you enter to win this week's book giveaway. You can choose from either the book that our guest recommended, Love and Respect, or the most powerful marriage book I've ever come across. It's titled You and Me Forever by Francis Chan. So to win, take a screenshot of this week's episode, share what you got out of the message, and tag me on Facebook or Instagram. Alrighty, let's jump right into this episode. One of the I'd like to kind of mention as far as having a, a struggle in a marriage is, is back to how men and women are wired a little differently and uh, men are the providers um, we will go out and take care and provide we want to um, make a living make a home and we want to sacrifice our own time our own health for our family and there was quite a few years where I was in corporate management and very successful doing that. And I was working 70, 80 hours a week doing what I thought was best for my family. And I missed so much. And they didn't want the stuff. After looking now, they didn't want the stuff. They didn't want the house. They didn't want the, the trips. They wanted daddy. And mm-hmm. it took a real uh, shot when my son um, was looking at me eye level. And I realized I missed it. I missed him growing up. I thought I was doing what was needed for my family. And I missed birthdays. I missed holidays. 
I miss vacations, I miss funerals and weddings. And I was doing what most men do. They get caught in that trap of success and providing. And at that point, at that moment, when I realized that, I resigned. And I said, I, I only have so much time left with these kids. And if any men out there that are caught in that rut of trying to provide and be a leader and sacrifice your time for the good of your family, you're not doing them any favors. You're really not. And Amy, on the other hand, was home uh, and, and you know, nourishing and taking care of these kids. But I missed out on so much of that. And uh, I really want to encourage men or women to put balance in your life. Careers, money will come, jobs will come and go. Um, your family, uh, your kids, they will be gone. Everybody tells you, slow down. Because they grow up so fast. And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And we're so consumed on making sure that they get their schoolwork done, that they, they do their laundry, that they grow up to be good kids, that they're gone. They grow up and they're gone. And thankfully, I've got an opportunity for a second chance with three grandchildren. And I have a four-year-old granddaughter walks up and says, Grandpa, will you play Barbies? <laughs> yes. Yes, I will. Because they do grow up so fast. And so I want to encourage you to slow down. Enjoy those moments. Don't get so caught up in, in your career and in uh, making a name for yourself. Um, there's going to come a time when they're gone and they've got their own world. So savor those moments you have with them. Speak into your kids' life. Demonstrate a healthy marriage for them. My kids don't have any comprehension of a broken family. They know their grandparents are all divorced and remarried, but they grew up in a stable home where it was safe. Mom and dad didn't argue. There was never any risk of them splitting up. Uh, my son's friends at school would ask them, which parent do you live with? <laughs> and he'd say, both. No. Which of your mom or your dad do you live with? Both. And that was such a bizarre concept for these kids in high school that they actually had a, a your parents are still married after all these years. Well, that's what they've been modeled. And, and, and that is so critical because they see that. And now my kids are both married. They have those same values. They're still trying. I'm trying to demonstrate how to be a godly man and husband and father. Uh, and so you have, a, you have a responsibility to each other as a husband and wife, but also to those children. They're watching. Your, their lives... Uh, may be guided by what they see mom and dad do. Not what they say, but what mom and dad do. So uh, realize little eyes are on you folks, and it's imperative that you uh, lead a godly, um, pure, honest life with them. Oh, man. I feel so encouraged. It reminds me of a quote that I've heard from Mother Teresa. And she said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. And I thank you so much for sharing that and really speaking to the men and the women. But um, inside of don't miss out, you know, I, it's so easy to get caught up in um wanting to make a name for yourself or getting more and more money that you miss all of these years. And um, how cool 
of you to take that stand for your family and share and come and share with others that it's never too late and for you to have the courage to be bold and resign because you realize that you want to put your family first like that is just so encouraging um and you know you've talked kind of again and again about the the roles of men and women and this is really something i'm trying to um take to god and pray about recently in my own marriage because i feel i've been really experiencing a lot of anxiety um and just struggling to know what my role is and who god wants me to be now at this time in my life because i got married when i was i think 28 years old Before that, I had my own storefront business for nine years. I was working nonstop, literally from like 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. at night, would travel all over the place. Um, So getting married and now having, um, we're we're on our third baby, so we're about to have number three. Um, It's really been a struggle for me, and I feel that the pool to... Um, have a career and be the independent woman and all of that has given me a lot of anxiety and I'm realizing right now what is my role and so I'm really trying to take it to God and ask him to show me you know what God do you want me to lay this down altogether so that I can just for a few years because like you said these kids grow up so fast and they're not going to be here forever God, do you want me right now to lay this down and put it to the side and put my family first and give them all of my attention? Or God, do you want me to set stricter boundaries so that I have limited time to work? Um, And so, you know, I don't think that we have emotions for no reason. I think that God gives us... um, anxiety and um, we feel discouraged and stuff like that so that we'll really take a look and take it to God and say, God, where do you want me to change and and give it to God and be willing um, to be obedient? And so just what you have shared has just really encouraged me and um, I'm really trying to learn more and to be open to the different roles that God calls us to as men and as women. Well, that's really challenged because you are, you're fighting the maternal instinct, but then again, you're your own person and you had your goals and ambitions and and career. Uh, uh, Thankfully, when my children were small, Amy was able to stay home. And and that is such an investment in their lives. Mm -hmm. So many people around us and and people that come on the chat line, um, they were raised by a babysitter. You know, and it, 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 society and, and just economy, sadly, has and our standard of living has dictated that the that the husband and wife both need to work outside the home. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's a reality. Uh, when I stepped down from my position, uh, we had to make some concessions mm-hmm. and we we downsized. It was that important to us mm-hmm. to to make our family unit stronger that we lived on a third of our former income and, and, and flourished. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing when you have the same mindset. And we did, we both agreed this is what we need to do for 
our kids. Um, that's a hard one, though. I mean, it worked for us, but it's hard to give up stuff. Okay, <laughs> time for your you know, your house and your status and your cars and your vacations. It's hard to give that up, um, and it's not for everybody. But uh, having a good balance, um, if if anyone has the ability to stay home, especially the early years of your child, um, that's just that's just essential in my opinion. Uh, they need mommy or dad, whoever stays home, but they need a parent unit nurturing them and influencing them and not a babysitter. Babysitters are great. They're not mom and dad. So uh, having that balance of career success, um, keeping up with the Joneses, that's a very real struggle. And I can see why you might struggle with that and trying to find that balance. And that's it's not easy. There's not a cookie cutter approach to this it's it's you know you really need to spend some time with the lord and figure out where he has you and your family and and uh yeah it's it's tough i i feel for you i've been there it is tough and i hear what you're saying about um being raised by a babysitter um i'm so grateful my fa- i come from a big tight-knit hispanic family And so even if it wasn't mom or dad, it was grandma or grandpa or auntie or uncle. And we've just, we've really been blessed with a village. And I know that that does not exist nowadays, but I think people hearing your message, I think we can start recreating that village. And like you're saying, it will take sacrifice, but it's so worth it. I mean, I think if, and I think innately we feel, we know that community and connection and laughter and fun. I, everybody knows money can't buy that. And there is very, very little needed to create that. And so I so agree with you, even if it is just a few years that you have to downsize or make the sacrifices in my, for me, like it would be totally worth it. Yeah. Um, There's a biblical model in that. If you look back there, there were generations, families lived together mm-hmm. and there's a different role that a parent plays that a grandparent plays. And, and we've broken that. We don't have that family heritage, um, generational unit that there was back then. And we're recreating that with our family now. We're very, very involved with our grandchildren's lives, which is a huge blessing. Um, but they need grandparents in their lives. And unfortunately, some families are broken. There's some relationship disconnections. Um, if you can do anything, folks, repair those generational relationships mm-hmm. uh, they're essential to your kids to you to your health um, but i'm blessed to have i mean we just got back from a, a week trip nine of us on the beach in texas um i'm thankful to have those relationships with my kids and grandkids um, i'll be turning 60 in a couple of days I, I see life a little differently than i did when i was 40 when i was 30 or 20. it's a little different perspective now uh, slow down and enjoy each moment because um, uh, things will pass. And this short time we have on earth in this life, uh, it's just a fraction of eternity. But what we do here is going to impact generations behind us and it's going to follow us into heaven. So uh, 
keep that perspective if possible of, of, of family, uh, of generations. Um, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, I, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for people to hear this. And um, I, I do get a little discouraged because when I think of um, how you talk about you know, families being close through the generations and even living together, it seems like so far-fetched that it'll never really ever be like that again. Um, But I think people hearing from you and just hearing the joy you have inside of living that out is so cool. And um, I know that it may be hard to have a vision for that, especially if you don't have your parents there, you don't have your grandparents there, but just like Dan is saying, like you could be the first to start creating that for your family. Like if you struggle and you wish that you had your parents there or you had a village, don't just get discouraged and resentful. Like you keep that vision and live it out for your family, create that for your family. And Like I said, I am so lucky in the village that I've been given. We live right next to my parents, and we also live right next to my grandparents. Um, My parents and my grandparents have blessed us all so much inside of the fact that they thought about these things. My, My grandparents have given land to my parents. My parents um, have done the same for us, and we're so lucky. that we're all able to live right next to each other and that they had that vision and they were willing to work for it because nothing's free, nothing comes easy. Um, But that was where their vision was and their values. And um, I just want to encourage anyone like, we're we're not all that lucky. So I feel very blessed, but you can create that for your own family. Amen. That's perfect. You know, be the catalyst to start something new, break that that chain of dysfunction and broken broken families. So, yeah, it's encouraging. I love hearing your story too. Yes, definitely. Um. So, what is the best part about being married? Oh man, um, unconditional love. There's. And, and there's no fear, there's no anxiety. Um, knowing someone loves me and I love someone unconditionally without any restrictions, there's great freedom in that. And there's great comfort in that. Um, knowing that um, someone's got my back. She's my best friend. She is. I can tell her things I can't tell anybody else. And she can read me. I don't have to tell her sometimes. So just the stability and the peace of knowing um, that there's love there. No matter how silly and stupid and manly that I, I try to be, <laughs> I still make bonehead decisions sometimes. Just being a man, that's just the kind of way we're wired. She loves me through that. And uh, just knowing that uh, we're going we're gonna to end this life together. And that's, and that's exciting, peace, comfort, um, security in that. That's probably the best words, peace, comfort, security. And, and having a, 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 someone you love dearly and openly that way. Oh, I love that. And I think 
and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like um, the fact that you guys went into marriage saying divorce is not an option created a safe place for that to for that unconditional love to happen. And I read a quote the other day that said, like, even if you're fighting, um, send your spouse a text and say, I know it's hard, but I'm staying. I'm going to be here. I'm not going anywhere. Um, powerful, a text, a little note, those go a long ways. Yeah. So I love that. And I feel like we can all reach that place of unconditional love where we have the space to just be ourselves and to grow and to connect. And I think a lot of that comes from what you're saying in that take on divorce is not an option and let your spouse know that, let them know you're here to stay. You're not going anywhere. Amen. Yes. Amen. So we only have a couple of minutes left, but I want to ask you, you touched a little bit on, um, on being divorced and your parents were divorced. Um, and Divorce is a real thing that a lot of us young couples contemplate nowadays because it's everywhere. It's like, um, if you're not happy, do what makes you happy. <laughs> and, so, and so it's easy to think, oh, get a divorce, find somebody else. Um, but there's more to consider. And one of those things is when you have kids involved. And so as a child who experience, experienced firsthand a divorce what do kids go through what did you have to overcome and what do we as parents and married people that have kids need to think about when it comes to what we're going to put our kids through okay great question first of all i believe that divorce that the core issue for divorce is a selfish spirit it's being selfish my needs, what makes me happy. That person doesn't make me happy. They do things that irritate me. It's really selfishness. And what a child experiences in divorce is rejection, is guilt. If I'd been a better kid, mommy and daddy still be married. Why didn't they love me enough to work it out? So kids deal with a deal of uh, rejection, abandonment, um, and it, it's and that's not what the parents don't even realize that that's not their intention. They're being selfish. <laughs> My spouse is, is making me angry. My spouse is, is, is uh, even being unfaithful. Um, this, this, my spouse has hurt me. My spouse is not uh, making me happy and fulfilled. They're not looking at what those poor children are looking at. Their role models, their security, their world is in mom and dad. So, um, think of the consequences. If you're even talking about separation, and I really don't recommend anybody separating as a way to fix the marriage. It, it never does. It, it never does. Um, but uh, realize that the generational effects of, of a divorce. And I mean, there's still pain in my heart. I still wish my mommy and daddy were married. They're in their 80s. They're remarried. They're happy. I used to wish my mommy and daddy were married. My life would have taken a much different turn if they had remained intact. And 
my my young life was difficult with a single parent home. And uh, uh, I swore my kids had never, ever had to deal with that. So, and, and of course, I've lived in a blended family with my, my mom remarried and I had step siblings and there's dynamics in that as well. So uh, look, count the cost, look down the road uh, before you make any kind of decision or, or want to throw in the towel. It's, it's never going to be better. That second marriage will never be better. There's baggage, there's pain. There's, I, I speak to people that have been divorced or remarried on a daily basis and it, it and it's, and they have regret. They wish they would have worked it out. So uh, that being said, Count the cost. Um, look ahead. Slow down. Make sure that God's in the middle of this marriage. Make sure that you're seeking the Lord for restitution, or rest, not restitution, rest, restoration, for healing, for uh, open hearts, open minds, open conversation. We're not going to do it on our own. We're selfish people. We're born that way. Feed me, change me, entertain me. Uh, unless the Holy Spirit's involved in that union. It's going to be a struggle telling you right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, we always think the grass is greener on the other side, mm-hmm. but from couples that I've talked to, you're right. It's going to take the exact same amount of work, whether it's your first, your second, your third. Um, and just for any of our listeners, and we try to repeat this again and again, we're, we're just trying to encourage those couples who are just struggling to get along and having miscommunications. But if you're experiencing any kind of abuse of any kind, you know, this is not for you. You need to seek, you know, professional help. And so my last question to you is, um, can you leave us with a challenge that you think would improve our marriages, our marriages today, if we take it on? (laughs) James 119. If you did, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to be angry. Yeah. Do that one thing every day. I guarantee you there'll be more peace and harmony in that home. Yes. Amen to that. Let's all memorize that scripture together. I will type it out in the show notes for all of us. Um, I thank you so much, Mr. Yazel. I feel personally really encouraged by our chat, mostly just to slow down and ask myself, number one, am I really putting God first? And number two, am I really putting my family second? And all else, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. So I thank you for being vulnerable enough to share your struggles with an open heart and for all of your encouragement. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. So God bless you and carry on. Yes, and I hope we keep in touch. And thank you for all you do, all the good you're putting out there in this world. And you have a great rest of your year. Dan, thank you again. And I hope all of you listening enjoyed this week's episode. And I'm about to leave you with my challenge for this week. So here it is. Ask God to show you if there's any area 
in your marriage or in your life that you are being selfish. Selfishness can really, in my experience, can really present itself as other emotions. Make sure you listen to episodes 25 and 26 26 about resentment and bitterness for more of what I'm talking about. But in my experience, we become selfish out of trying to protect ourselves. If we have past hurts and problems or fights keep repeating themselves, it's only natural for us to become protective of ourselves. We become, in a way, tough skin, so to say, in our marriages and fail to realize that while we are trying to protect ourselves, and this just kind of naturally happens, protect ourselves from getting hurt again, our hearts become hard and bitter and resentful, preventing us from truly being able to love our spouse and our family and preventing us from being able to serve our spouse. So here is my challenge to you and memorize this verse from the Bible and make it your primary focus until you really feel God speaking to you. It's Psalm 139, 23 and 24. 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. I got to a point where I had to memorize this this verse and put all distractions in my life away recently. I deleted my social media apps from my phone. If I needed to access social media, I did so on a computer, a laptop computer, and I decided that I would only watch TV on Friday and Saturdays unless it was a family deal. I put boundaries in place to help me to draw closer to God. And it has allowed me to read some inspiring books and to to read, memorize, and meditate on these different Bible verses. So think about this one, Colossians 3, 2. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Philippians 4, 8. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Meditate on these things. This is really how I believe we renew our minds and our hearts and our lives and our marriages. God calls us again and again to meditate on his word day and night. So I encourage you to really take a look and ask yourself if you're truly putting God first in your life. If you have a struggling marriage, are you really being disciplined enough to put aside distractions that are not pure, are not lovely, are not true, are not excellent, and trying to bring peace and joy into your life in order to really live out putting God first? We hear this advice so many times when it comes to marriage. Put God first, put God first. And I think that most of us I mean, I can really only speak for myself, but I would like to believe that I do that. But after meditating and memorizing this scripture I'm about to share with you, God really got a hold of me and revealed a couple of things to me. Number one, that I do not truly put God first in my life. And number two, that I am in no way, shape, or form serving or really loving my husband. 
I'm here day after day praying that God blesses my marriage and gives me the marriage of my dreams when I've completely put my husband on the back burner. Now, it's hard being pregnant and having two little babies running around that I'm taking care of. And I've convinced myself that because I'm busy, it means I'm doing a good job and that my husband should just understand. And he does. He's a good, good guy. But God really got a hold of me and it convicted me and made me put away those distractions. And instead, I opened up my Bible app on my phone and it gives me strength to find ways to draw near to God and to truly serve my husband. Because let's face it, the fact that I am so focused on my kids and I've completely put my husband on the back burner is doing my kids a huge disservice. Because if my marriage falls apart, what the heck do I have left to give my kids? Not much. So I vis- I made this list of ways that I can serve my husband and I visit it every morning and it makes me feel confident that I am taking action on what God is calling me to do at this point in time. So quiet all of the distractions around you so that you can more fully hear who and what God is calling you to be. So I encourage you to memorize this scripture. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Psalm 139, 23 through 24. Consider the fact that just maybe all of the fighting, arguing, and past hurts have hardened your heart and made you selfish in ways that you are not even able to see. Ask God to reveal to you where he wants you to change, where he would have you change. And he will. He will give you the strength to take action on that. And the way he might call you will probably be completely different than me. While he is calling me to consider the fact that I truly do not put God first and consider the fact that I'm not serving my husband, he may reveal something completely different to you. But I promise if you are faithful in asking him, he will reveal something. He will inspire you to take some kind of action. I don't know what it is, but I know he will speak to you if only you are faithful in asking. So that being said, I hope you have a wonderful week and I ask from the bottom of my heart that you go and leave us a rating and review so that more people who are struggling in their marriages can find this podcast. Also, don't forget to enter this week's book giveaway. You can choose from the book our guest recommended, Love and Respect, or the most powerful marriage book I've ever come across titled You and Me Forever by Francis Chan. All you have to do is take a screenshot of this week's episode, share what you got out of the message, and tag me on Facebook or Instagram with that screenshot and what you got out of it. So I pray that you make this the best week ever. Love you guys. Bye.